Hi, this is Janice Selby of Court 2020, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. You just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims That's something to be ashamed I'm an atheist Coming to you at the best Gideon Atheist Podcast of 2020 This is Left to the Valley My name is Kevin and my girlfriend said I never listen Or something like that (laughs) Joining me as usual is the award winning team Putting up with my lousy dad jokes (laughs) She wonders what happens if you're Half scared to death twice. Nancy. Ooh, <laughs> There's a qu- only a quarter of you left. Yeah, thank you. And she wonders what was the best thing before sliced bread. <laughs> Christina. Uh, Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> and she wonders if you have partial sexual reassignment surgery, are you a near miss? Kirsten. I don't got one for that one. <laughs> Ladies, welcome that seems back. That like really intentional. <laughs> you might want to check on that joke. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's part of the charm of this podcast. Guys, welcome back. I hope you had a great week. Um, we actually had a really, really, really shit week. So what? we're very excited to kind of just like chill gonna, with you peeps. We're going to bash people today? Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't like other people. It was fully like internal and family uh, okay. issues. I, I, I got a job application in. That's pretty good. <laughs> that, that's very good. Very good. Oh, and, and it's not raining today. <laughs> Incredibly. It's only blowing. Okay. Rain is wonderful, guys. Don't bash on the rain. Yeah. Only in small quantities. That's fine. I love. Okay. No, but yeah. they were like big droplets. I'm not to you, you weirdo. Just, no, like, no. Okay. You're just a the weirdo. The wind. And, it was and you're not looking at all of the places that are currently flooded in mission. Oh yeah, the flooding is not fun. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to be talking to Jason Hannerfield, but that's going to be whoop. the second half of the show. But first, uh, let's do a bit of chit-chat. Well <laughs> guys, uh, like I said at the beginning, America's fucked. <laughs> nope. We did win the Canadian Atheist <laughs> Podcast oh, wow. of 2020. That was amazing. I had no loved, idea. guys. <laughs> They love us. They really love us. Our three listeners have a lot of clout. They do. (laughs) What an honor. What an... I mean, it just gave me tingles all over. Yeah, this this was uh, something that started from the uh, Canadian Atheist, obviously, uh, group. And uh, by there was an article by uh, some, written by somebody called Indy. Mm-hmm. So Indy, um, we love you. Yeah, yes. and you know what? Get, yeah. get in touch with us, Indy, and uh, frankly, we'll bring you on the show because yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. can I be your it's friend? Totally worth it. I, I think that deserves a T-shirt too. <laughs> Part of the team. Do we have T? Oh, we do have T-shirts. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, she never wears hers, obviously. Okay, I have better style than that. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, my God. What a way. Okay, if it wasn't like pastel pink or something, oh my God. I could do it. Okay. But it's not. So <laughs> You'll get what I give you, and you'll like it. <laughs> so, uh, so we were up against, oh, well, first of all, it was a complete shock to be nominated. I first, found, I first found out when I saw it on Twitter, you know, it says you mentioned on Twitter. 
So I look at LETV podcast and say, oh, congratulations to our runner-up uh, podcast of the year, blah, blah, blah. But I said, what? Start reading the article, and here we are. We're nominated, and we're nominated against some pretty heavy hitters. You know, we got, like, the Brainstorm podcast, Corey Johnson, that we've had on the show before a couple of years ago in April. If you look in the archives, that was an amazingly wacky show. Um, we had the running up, running up Against Life, the Universe, and Everything Else podcast. Which there's also you know these mm-hmm. these ads that we actually play for them as well on the the, the break, uh, a, a podcast called Logic. Now I've never heard this one, but I'm really gonna have to look it up. Um, and uh, one another one called Reality Check. That's another podcast I've never heard of. And another one called Vice Rhino. Now if you don't know Vice Rhino, this guy's huge. He's got a lot of YouTube videos, and he's got a quite the following. So, uh, stop petting the cat. She's I'm gonna sorry, you put a bandana on the cat. I didn't do such a thing. <laughs> it's so cute. Well, really, you know, kudos to Indy for thinking about doing something like this mm-hmm. and then dedicating the time to listening to all of us. Yes. And the reviews we he did. We all know how much of a chore that is listening they to were us. solid, <laughs> professional Reviews, you know, just the way he looked uh, at all of us and how he rated everybody. Oh yes, it, they were wonderful review. Everybody got a great review. Uh, I'm surprised that one of the podcasts that the, our friends from the uh, Legion of Reason weren't there. So I'm surprised that maybe Indy's not familiar with that podcast. Of so Dr. Randy Tyson, Indy, if you're listening, I'd encourage you to have a look at that. Uh, Randy Tyson has been doing this even before we started. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm just going to read you here what the article says. He goes through every podcast and he goes through their categories and he puts a couple of categories of what made him good and not. Yeah. And there was question of production uh, production quality and one of the big uh, things was uh, to be uh, constant, you know, to be mm-hmm. there, uh, have a presence. Not, and some of, some of them lost because of that, right? Some of them lost because, you know, uh, the show went on a hiatus for a couple of months or something like that. So, so and then he comes... Uh, in the article, you keep reading you know, the, the article about everything, about uh, all the, uh, the the accolades he gives to all the other podcasters. I'm just going to jump in here. Do we know this person's a dude? Yes, we do. Okay, just making sure. I'm like... Because yeah, Indy, in, Indy could be... In my brain, Indy's like a girl's name. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, it's, I, I looked him up. Oh, fantastic. And looked at, looked at his picture. And I, I, I'm pretty confident he's, he's a male. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, of course, here's the article I'm going to read. It says, Andy, a winner in the category of podcast or show of the year is... Drawl. <laughs> says, what's this? I don't even know they did it when they weren't even nominated, but the Amy's of Secular Soup <laughs> have managed to pull off the upset of the year, winning the Canadian Atheist Podcast of the sh- uh, or Show of the Year Award, despite not even being the Canadian Podcast. What a shocking turn of event. Who could have foreseen this? <laughs> says, well, wait, no. I've just been informed at the business end of a gun wielded by the immortal assassin Nancy that secular <laughs> soup win is clearly a mistake. I know, he caved so quick. It was a pleasure. <laughs> to be fair, Nancy, staring I saw that. at you when you're in your, like, assassin mode mm-hmm. is pretty intimidating. It is, so. it is. It is. But, uh, it's the, kind of understandable. It, it's, <laughs> that, to me, meant a lot because it actually means that he actually he did listen to a couple of I our know. shows and the running gag. He, he understands the running gag of... Who knows? He might listen to all our show. Well, maybe. That's yeah. He really knows us. So, yeah. every nominee for podcast or show of the year uh, is good, very good, all well worthy of the nominations, and I agree. But none are as entertaining as Left at the Valley. Aww. From start to finish, each show is an absolute delight. They open with an absolute banging hip-hop theme, I'm an atheist, <laughs> yeah. and then segue to host Kevin Francis sharing his truly god-awful, oh. but often hilarious... <laughs> Dad jokes 
as he introduces <laughs> co-hosts. They really are. It just gets better from there. Left at the Valley is packed to the brim with good nature irreverence and more running gags than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> I actually called out a few of them above. The current prank war with the Secular Soup podcast and the claim that history, history expert Nancy Weiss Gallagher is secretly an immortal assassin who has on multiple occasions taken out other members of the crew, <laughs> particularly Kevin, to run the show herself or with just her and the other lady hosts. I think at this point we've all taken out Kevin. <laughs> Well, we've tried. I we've suffer, tried. I we've suffered tried. in silence. Yeah. Each episode usually features a guest to discuss a, t- a specific topic, but before the guest comes on, the crew chats about current events and runs a series of regular segments, such as Another Brilliant Moment, brought to you by Religion. Thus far, I've made it a point of highlighting how entertaining Left of the Valley is, but that doesn't mean it's chock f- it's, it isn't chock full of very useful, very important, and very relevant con- and content. And that means a lot to me that he says that, too. Um, despite the general lighthearted tone of the show, the discussions with the guests that follows can dive into some pretty intense topics, but the hosts usually manage to navigate them ably, uh, giving them the gravitas they, they warrant without drowning in despair, and they always end up on an upbeat note after asking their guests to narrate a stinger for them, often fumbling it hilariously. <laughs> but the fumbles are honor, the best. Yeah, it, it was an honor to fumble. be nominated, if only to have the pleasure of reading that review. Yes. And the review of all of them. They are so well written. And, oh, yeah. and they, they managed to, to bring out the essence of each of the... Each of the podcasts. So, thank you, Indy, whoever you are. We're looking forward to talking uh, with you and meeting with you. And, and I'm not even done And here. I promise I'll put the Uzi away while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even done here. He says, you get it all from left of the valley. Plenty of debunking of pseudoscience. Lots of calling on and criticizing religious stupidity. In-depth discussion and analysis of controversial topics and ideas. And all of it in a fun, easy to listen to package uh, to package every week. Kevin Francis, Nancy Weiss Gallagher, Christina Randall, and Kirsten Nicholson are all excellent hosts, and the guests they bring on never fail to entertain and inform. Aww. So, Aww. That is high praise. It is high praise, and fr- frankly, I I will lift my metaphorical glass to you three ladies. You certainly deserve this award. And uh, thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners. Yeah, oh, yeah. For, for our, our maybe five listeners now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> putting up with us all this time uh, and uh, making sure and that's really encouraging. That really encourages us to keep doing the show mm-hmm. uh, for. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, yeah. Down the road and things to come. Anyway, in the meantime, we got. You make me laugh. <laughs> All right, this is from our uh, patron, uh, Adrian. It says, Hi, everyone. Love the discussion between Kirsten and Kevin before the show started. A lot of what you talked about touch on issues my wife and I face here in England as well. And Kirsten is correct. You should do a show on that. Congratulations. Well deserved award. E- if se- even if Secular Soup tried to steal it away from you, <laughs> <laughs> we beat him back with his stick. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned not knowing the reality check, which surprised me as is one of my regular podcasts. However, it is more of a skeptical podcast and an atheist one, so that may be why. Anyway, one of the hosts often highlights GiveWell.org which is a charity that evaluates other charities for effectiveness. Ooh, that's aspects, perfect. Such as overheads and to ensure mm-hmm. donations are used for what the donors intend uh, and uh, to do the most good. Yeah. This, that sounds like a top 10 to me, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads me uh, uh, to an off comment by Kevin when he said it's all about um, 
what he said all about uh, said about all the so-called good religious charities do <laughs> in the latest episode of the European Skeptic, uh, Skeptic Podcast, or ESP for short, in the segment Poking the Pope, they highlighted the Catholic charity Pierce Pence and the good it does. A good charity generally has an overhead of 10 to 20% range, uh, where this charity has an overhead of the 80% range. Whoa. And some of the money is also used to cover shortfalls in the operating budget of the Catholic Church. The world would be better wow. off without these Abrahamic religion. Sorry for the long email. I just find... Oh, we love long emails. <laughs> I just find so many things in your podcast to comment on. Aww. Again, congratulations Aww. and well-deserved award. Adrian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. You're the best. And Adrian is quite correct. If uh, one of the re- is, if you if you're going out there and you want to give to a charity, you ask them how much their administration costs mm-hmm. are on the other, other thing. If they're giving you a number of over twenty percent, even twenty percent, I would go for at least stick around ten. Yeah. If, if they go over twenty percent, it's not worth it. Yeah, because well, they, they that money dis- Where is that going? Is it going to like oh lining the pockets of the higher ups? Like okay, what's going on here? Marketing costs. Is it going to pay off pedophiles? What's it, where's it going? <laughs> You're not pointing at the church, are you? But at the not same, at all. I believe, however, I think, and uh, don't quote me on this. I'll have to ask uh, somebody, in, uh, an expert on this. But we I believe, by it. law, in Canada, in Canada, you only have to actually give ten percent uh, to. Uh, uh, to to I mean you you, you can have a charity and ninety percent of your your uh, your uh, expenditures can disappear into administrative costs. That's so stupid. And I think that's I think that's one of the, Gross. the failures. That's, that's, not a, that's not a charity. That's, that's not a charity. It's no. Really? That's a that's an excuse for for a, a, you know a, a small mm-hmm. gratuity. Yeah. What, what's the word? I was going to say discount or gratuity. It's it's, it's crazy not. when you look at the big charities yeah. and how many of them. Don't actually put a lot of what you're donating to the causes, mm-hmm. like the big ones. I can't name them right now because I have a horrible memory. But like, yeah, definitely go and look that. Like, if look into that website. I I, I just don't that. understand why these charities need, feel the need to also have a CEO with a six figure uh, because salary. people I are mean, greedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't get it. There, uh, there are, however, are a, a number of great little charities. Uh, one of them that I'm particularly fond of uh, in the States is uh, uh, Modest Needs. Yes. And I, I really wish we had a Canadian version of that. Same. Uh, to be a great... Excuse me, cat. Fuck off. <laughs> don't, don't swear to the cat. He's making noise. <laughs> Other than purring. Purring meowing. is an acceptable cat noise. <laughs> <laughs> and meowing except when it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> but my cat makes amazing meows. All right. Um... I don't know if we want to get into this other topic here. The America? <laughs> oh. We just uh, we, we need to sing a farewell song because it is dead. Yeah, America, you're I, dead. I, I, th- not, I think not, America's democracy died this not, weekend. Not yet. Beca- unfortunately, we've got this horrible period before the election, but it's going to depend on what happens in the election. But uh, that's I mean get your red cloaks it, ready ladies. It's, 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 yeah, it's just it's just amazing to me that you know with the impeachment of Donald Trump and a lot of people were predicting of course that the Senate would just basically yeah, run right over and they did. Not as much as they did. But like, yeah, it's just holy absolutely amazing. Shit. Uh, and out in the open. Yeah. It's like we don't it, it, the, I mean like the it, things they said. Yeah. It's like um what? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the motto for the whole thing is, he did it and we don't care. That's exactly yeah. it. That's and exactly. that's, 
you know, out in the open. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They they don't care, I guess, about their reputation. No, and Nothing. it's funny. It's also funny that none of the uh, Republicans that were called, uh, and uh, basically the, his lawyers and all that, none of them defended his character. Well, you because you they can't. You, well, because you can't. You exactly. can't. Oh, and of course, what was that uh, that 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 clown there? I forget his name. Um, McConnell? No, 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 no. The, the, one of the lawyers. There's just too oh. many. Scipione? No. I don't know the names. Oh, I, I'll I didn't come, I'll come watch to me. And, and he, he basically Seculo? said. Seculo? Sorry? Seculo? No. The other the glasses, bald head. Anyway, and he, he, he goes our, with, our, with our, a straight I, face and he says basically, he says. Every politician thinks that his or her re-election is for the good of the country, and if they're doing something for the re-election of their re-election, which they believe is for the good of the country, then it's not illegal. And I thought, what? I said, you um, with a straight face. Dershowitz? Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. oh, I thought you meant it, but yeah, Dershowitz. Um, Dershowitz is batshit crazy. Oh, Nobody agrees with him. No, it's absolutely <gasps> to say that on the Senate floor. I mean, let's, um, let's put so it in the basically, extreme. you can murder people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah. if you're Donald Trump and you think <gasps> Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, for example, is going to take your place, then uh, my re-election is in the good will, uh, the, for the good of the country. Then I might as well eliminate this candidate and kill him or have him killed, and that's legal. I mean, are you <gasps> kidding me? I, I can I can make turn this to the good. One of the other candidates take assassinate. Him out. <laughs> I don't say that. The, the, we are joking. Yes, yes, we are. We are joking. joking. Don't like actually. <laughs> FBI listening. We're joking. However, Nancy is wearing her combat fatigue today. <laughs> are you heading to Washington? I, I I've gotten as far as I have by not foreshadowing <laughs> anything. There was a, a, a political cartoon. What is the What is the name of the uh, the, the, the 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 lady that holds the scales? Oh, of justice? Um, lady, lady, lady justice. Lady, lady justice. justice. No, lady justice. I think. Yeah, it's just called yeah. the, justice. They justice. The political cartoon shows her on the ground. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, gagged with her her hands up like in surrender and you see just hands and cuffs of gentlemen, of two men with the Republican uh, elephant. Actually, that's a Canadian cartoon. Oh, it's what? It was a Canadian cartoon from a Halifax Journal, I believe. Yeah, that's the most powerful That's the first one that I've seen. Actually, but that one came out uh, months ago. ago. It, came, it came out during uh, Brent Kavanaugh's. Oh, did it? Oh, I yeah. didn't see it. At yeah, that point. but it's very apropos. Or I may still. have been forgotten it. Yeah, it's still very apropos. Yeah. yeah. And it it is exactly that. It's it's very it's a very very powerful image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the the funny thing is, a lot of people are going out there and basically saying, you know, oh, what was the point of doing all this this, um, this circus? At least now it's out in the open. But that's exactly it. The, the 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 Democrats had to do this because they had to. If you don't, if you don't try them in the uh, in the Senate, you're basically doing the Republicans' work for them. Yeah. They had to actually have the Republicans go out into the open and basically show to the world how. How, yeah, how they did their job and they did it really well. Yeah, they did it yeah. really I, well. I hope that every single Republican running for re election just has swarms of people oh. with signs of what they've said and just be like, really, really. <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's outrageous, but there is still a good thirty, almost forty percent of Americans diehard that doesn't matter, no uh, matter what you say. But there were seventy four percent that said they wanted, according witnesses. to polls, they wanted uh, witnesses and, yes. and documents. Well, now, not I... all of those seventy four are going to vote. We know that because it's a poll. Mm-hmm. But if fifty two percent of them. Mm-hmm. 
vote and get the Republicans out, we've got it. We the the yeah. U.S. has a chance to restore. Well, the, the, what I've been worried about all of this time with the with the impeachment is what the hell are they doing behind the scenes yeah. now that nobody is watching? Yeah, yeah. And that that that's really mm-hmm. devastating, you know, to to democracy that they can yeah. hide. You know, look at what they're doing in the open. My God, what are they hiding? It's a lot. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing is, is you know, as soon as uh, before the trial, when uh, McConnell and I think it was Ted Cruz, well, basically, oh no, it was Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham basically went on Fox News and basically said, well, it doesn't matter. During the trial, we're going to vote whichever way Trump tells us to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they put their hand on the Bible and swore an oath to remain impartial, I would have had them arrested right there you just you just contempt of court do whatever you want to say you just you just basically lied and I, we've, i've got video evidence that you're not in here as an impartial juror mm-hmm. so no goodbye but yeah yeah well it, it's the same it just it, it depends it depends on who the candidate is and um it shouldn't it, it just says any democrat let's get him in there or her um but it depends on who turns out on the on the mm-hmm. at the polls because it's going to be a bloody warfare at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's bloody. I just take this moment and look forward into the future when all the old people are dead, <laughs> and this next generation is in control. And let's just say our motto is "Let's eat the rich." <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> don't eat billionaires. <laughs> all right, my dear Nancy, you got a top ten for us. Oh. Indy, Indy said we always end on a high note, so I was hoping this would be a high note. And actually, we end the show on a high note. Yeah, no, yeah, not the yeah. segment. No, no, this, this, this segment. Um, this, it, Kevin gave gave us a really good idea, because I think last week, and I ran with it, and, and I'm hoping that it's going to be enjoyable. I think it is. It's a lot of fun. It's called the Mandela Effect. <gasps> oh, I love this effect. It's so cool and shows the... The how faulty the brain is. Yes, I love yes. it. Okay, I'll do something. I'll, I'll do something that you do better than I do. But I'm going to ask you to do it on the spot. Okay. Explain the Mandela effect. You're wonderful at doing these. Okay. Things. Okay. Um. So I'm a. Okay. It's when you have something that, as like a culture, you think is accurate, and you just assume it's like knowledge. But then you go back and it's like totally wrong. Yeah. And and you're like, almost think, okay, like, how did I ever think that was calm? Like that was correct? Like what is going on? Where did this come from? Like what is going on? And the reason it's called the Mandela effect is because for a long time, people just assumed Mandela was dead. Yeah. They just thought he was dead. It was named after Nestle Nes- And Mandela. he wasn't dead, but people just, it was like common knowledge that he was dead yeah. and people just assumed it was correct and never questioned it. And then they found out he was alive and they're like, what? Yeah. What? It Wait, was, what? It was named after Mandela and a lot of people have assumed he had died somewhere in the late 90s, 80s, I think. And for the longest time, people thought, you know, it was just a figure of history until mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, he pops out of prison and he's running South Africa and all of a sudden it's like, well, what the hell? Like, you, yeah. Wasn't this guy dead? And this is what it was named after. So it's that's basically a, love Christina. A, misconce- <laughs> a common misconception. Yes. I think it's a good way to describe it. 
So here's some common misconceptions. And I don't know whether to say them or the, to ask you, because this is a group thing. It's not mm-hmm. like th- those of us who are sitting, you know, that th- this crew believes it and everybody else doesn't. It's that there are millions of yep. people yep. who are affected by the same thing. So first one um, is the, the, the Monopoly man, Monocle. He has a top hat. He's dressed up. Does he have a monocle? I have no idea. Well, everybody What's your pictures him with a monocle. I, but I he totally does not. picture him with a monocle. But he he has not. no monocle. No. The thing is, when I you totally picture him, picture him with you a can, monocle. When you, <laughs> when you picture him in your mind, can't you see the the sun glinting off mm, that no. monocle? See, I think I think the, I think the confusion happens here with him and Mr. Peanut. Because exactly. he also has a top hat and he, he does a have a monocle. That's exactly. That's oh exactly my it. gosh! You're right. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Mr. Peanut. I forgot about Mr. Peanut. I feel like yeah, I'm more often see the Monopoly it. man with a bag of cash. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. See, and I grew up seeing Mr. Peanut way more often because my dad always had like a thing of peanuts. Did you see the commercial where they kill Mr. Peanut? No. It's <laughs> a commercial speak- where Mr. Peanut dies. Okay, so so speaking of peanut butter, um, I'm sick and I send you guys out to get me some Jiffy peanut butter. What do you come back with? Jiffy. If I say, I need Jiffy. Jiffy. I like Jiffy's my, my favorite brand. I know there's Jiff, I think, but I don't think there's Jiffy. No, That's it's right. the J-I-F-F. It's the J-I-F-F. Yeah. It's Jiff. It's like St. Timmy's. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't even think there's two Fs. I think it's just J-I-F. Is it? J-I-F. Oh, is it J-I-F? Okay. I don't know how to spell. Yeah, but <laughs> there are so many people that love Jiffy peanut butter. Yes, well, sir. see, I, I, ju- I just totally see that as the same as we do with Tim's. Like yeah. Tim Hortons, we just say Timmy's. That's people true. say, hey, That's get true. me a Timmy's. Okay, going to the Common movies, flight. Silence of the Lambs. And Clar- FBI agent Clarice Starling um, goes to see, what's it, Anthony Hopkins oh, as Lecter. Love that movie. And <laughs> does he say, hello, Clarice? Mm, I oh. have no idea. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He says, he good morning. Well, he doesn't say hello. Wait, people he thought say, he, people just assumed yes, he said hello. Good morning. Hello, Clarice. Yeah. No. Oh, see, I never. I've no. only seen the movie once. Oh, yeah, was it so? Was it the imitators that started the Hello Clarice, and then it came from people who imitated? Yeah, I, that's probably oh. what happened. It's like with with like. Oh, we're probably going to mention this. I, one, so I, I think you're talking about the exact same yeah, thing I've been thinking of this whole time. <laughs> the Star Wars one. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> we're thinking of a different one. Oh, that face is definitely. I was thinking Star Trek. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Oh, the death scene. Okay. No. No, no. We are totally. <laughs> she's, right she's, now. she's thinking of Scotty. We are not vibing. <laughs> okay. Oh, the we damn got it. it. We got it. Damn other. it, Jim. <laughs> For Christ's sake, Jim! I'm a surgeon, not a. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm a doctor, not a. So, do you guys know the Berenstein Bears? Yes, I grew up reading the Berenstein yes. Bears. So, oh, are they? You guys have that one. So, are they the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears? Berenstein is Berenstein how it's, it's, it's but how most yeah. people how it's remember spelt. them as the Berenstein. But you grew up. Would that them. make like Jewish bears, Berenstein Bears? Well, yeah. the thing is, that's a that's a that's a pronunciation. It's easier to say Berenstein Bears than Berenstein. Stein bears, mm-hmm. so it's just with pronunciation. I didn't grow up with the bears. And see, even growing bears, up with it, we called it Bernstein. We called it Bernstein bears, but is it, it, it just rolls better. Yeah. Is, it, is it is it English? No. Oh, um, 
Are they? Uh, I the don't bears, know where. No, I, I think they're U.S. No, where it or originated, but I know the word the Berenstein. I'm pretty sure because Berenstein sounds something of an English thing. Oh, see, for me, it sounds German. Yeah. Okay, going to the movies again. C three POs. <laughs> gold. Um, uniform. Yes. Is it all gold? Uh, probably no, not. he's got a silver leg. Yeah, that's right. But most yeah. people don't realize. I yeah. mean, they they may realize. But if you, details like that, if are you're stupid. using crayons or kids are coloring. Oh yeah, you always just gold. do full gold. Yeah, totally. Well, and, now he has like a red arm or something. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. One of the he's newer movies he's got a red arm or something. <laughs> okay, more movie stuff in risky business. Do you remember Tom Cruise dancing in his underwear? Oh, that's a classic scene. He just comes across and he's helping get the underwear. (laughs) The the Simpsons did a parody of that. Okay, so so what what in your memory of the underwear dress shirt and Ray-Bans isn't what actually happened? I've never seen this movie, so so I am He wasn't wearing sunglasses. The person. He wasn't wearing sunglasses. He wasn't wearing sunglasses. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's probably because his character is, I'm assuming, super associated with the Ray Bans. Yeah, because like, um, risky business. Um, never seen. Yeah, that. I guess so. Yeah. So okay. if like his character's always wearing them, you might just assume he's always wearing. Okay. Them. Yeah. Enough with the movies. Dark. Fruit Loops. <gasps> I love Fruit Loops. <laughs> Are Fruit Loops fruit? What do you mean? F R U I T. Fruit Loops. No. No. It's F R O O T. What is it? F R O O T. Fruit Loops. Yeah. We're, we're and most people this. still think it's fruit. They still... Like the fruity, yeah. Well, I've never had to spell it, so... <laughs> <laughs> if I was spelling it, I would write the spell fruit like you spell fruit. I, I probably would, too, but when yeah. you go down the aisle that a zillion so times... so annoying fruit. for teachers trying to teach kids how to spell fruit. Like, <laughs> but Fruit Loops is spelled F-O-O-F-R-O-O-T. Isn't that how you spell fruit? Only fruit you can Okay, so Looney Tunes. Is it Looney Tunes, like T-O-O-N-S, or Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S? Oh. No, it's tunes with a U. Oh, like Looney, like music tunes. Yeah. Because uh, the the, the first cartoons were always set to a music as well. That was when things were good when they were set to the music. Because if you... you, But it's a Looney, L-O-O, there's two O's in the Looney. So you think that there's the two O's in the tunes, but Mm -hmm. there's not. But if you you remember those cartoons, uh, if you were a certain age, you also had uh, Merry Melodies. And what? Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies. Yeah. Right? So it was on the music because there was all oh. music in the background. Or My whatever. childhood. Yes. <laughs> I grew up on Focus on the Family. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I showed you Looney Tunes. I can show you more Looney Tunes. <laughs> so, here's a shopper ones. for little kids. <laughs> the Queen and Snow White. What we think she said was mirror, mirror on, on the, the wall. wall. And it kids all over mirror, mirror. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was magic mirror on oh. the wall. I didn't even ask you because I, I, I figured you'd, that would be oh, one that I wow. I actually knew about that one. I've always Did said you? mirror, yeah. mirror well, on I've, the I've wall. looked into this effect before. So. I've always said mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, my I God. Think I've just watched way too many versions of Snow White. Yeah. Well, I've said it this morning. We're looking in the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's that guy in there? <laughs> okay. Kit Kat bars. Ew. Is there a dash? Between the Kit Kat or not a dash? I don't the think Kit there's Kat. a dash. <sighs> oh God! I no, I would say there's not a dash. Not a dash. Yeah. No, a that's dash. Right. I'm trying to picture the labels. What I'm trying to do, and I'm like, no, because it's no. like a capital K Kit, and then, and then a capital it's right smack up next. Another to it. big capital cat, Kit Kat. 
Have you guys yeah. seen the Kit Kat so, flavors they have in Japan? So are no. you guys? Yes. I don't like Kit Kat. Are you guys fans of Sinbad? Sinbad. Sinbad like the, uh, the, the, the comedian. Uh, the uh, actor Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have no so idea during the nineties, do you remember a, a movie that Sinbad was in? Yes, I was five years old. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a baby. <laughs> oh wait a minute! At the oldest. <laughs> Wasn't he a genie? There wasn't ever a movie with Sinbad where he was a genie in the 90s. Oh. Am I confused? Am I confused? <laughs> most people deal? remember that they that there was one. Yeah. A movie where he was a genie? Yeah. They're, they're confusing it with Kazam of 1996 with Shaq started There we go. Plate. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. It's either him or Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> but most people, if you ask them about the genie movie, they'll say it was Sinbad. Huh. Yeah. That's why they're... That's there you go. I mean, that's one that... How did that happen? Yeah, well, I mean, they don't even look the same. They don't even look... people apart? They, they, they don't even look close to Shaq yeah. and Sinbad. And then you kind of feel dumb, and then you're like... Oh, okay. I mean, they're both they're both black, but Shaq is much darker tone of, and no, they don't even look the same at all, <laughs> at all. See, Kevin, he's just trying to find similarities. <laughs> I'm just trying to find reason here. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so I'm gonna do two more. <clears throat> Oscar Meyer Wieners. I'm sorry. What? How do you spell Meyer? M. Oscar Meyer Wieners. M E Y E R S. M Y. M E Y E R S. Everybody thinks that. I, I have no idea really? what we're even talking about right now. M A Y E R. Oh. I'm like I don't know. I mean, we look at that Wiener Mobile, yeah. and and the, we see that. Uh, but if you ask people to spell it, it's Mayer spell it with an Meyer. E rather than an A. It's an really? A. Wow. Oscar Mayer Wieners. Oh, I love that kind of information. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being corrective for correcting me. I These know. are the really fun like kind of useless facts that you love to know and just bring up randomly. Yeah. I, yeah. I find a this lot of these happen when people just mis mispronounce things. Yeah. You your brain will spell it in your head as the I uh, was as it's pronounced mm -hmm. instead of reading the words and like correcting the pronunciation. It'll it'll change the spelling. Mm, I see. Anyway, I'll do the last one, but anybody that wants to go on with this, there are some... Um, There's a lot of movie Google, ones. Uh, Mandela effects, and then uh, examples. Mm -hmm. A big and, one that... Sorry. Still go, go. Is go. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, Gandalf. Yeah. He... A lot of people think he says, run, you fools. This is fly, you Exactly. Fools. It's fly, fool. Which is so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> I had to okay. be confused why you would say fly. <laughs> Run. Okay, Back. so there's a there's a really great song by Queen called We Are the Champions. Love so it. Okay. Played it. <laughs> and and the the way that most people think the song ends is um no time for losers because we are the champions of the world. Wait, really? People think it ends like that? He doesn't News say flash. of the world. Newsflash, there's no end of the world. Yeah. Of the world. We are the champions. It's champion, in the middle. It's stops. not the start, yeah. middle, or end. The song just ends. We are the champions. Yeah, because it's like a, I'm not going to sing it, but like it's like it repeats it a little bit yeah. and then it like, yeah. it goes like a yeah. little quiet. Sorry, I listen to that song all the time because I, I love Queen. So I'm like, wait, people think it ends like that? Like I can hear it in my head right now. It's great. I, I but what? I thought, thank you, Kevin. I just thought this was so fascinating. It is fascinating. Because it's a group thing. That's what's yeah. fascinating. It's also fascinating to see how you and I have seen the same thing yet. You might have it completely right, and I'd be completely out of the ballpark. Yeah, I'm wrong. And we both go to court and swear that... Exactly! It was, that and it it's another example. You yeah. know how eyewitnesses are not as reliable yeah. as you think And so are. people listening, 
don't trust your brain. Yeah. The brain Reality can be easily tricked. So might I as mean, well, you might as well name the one you were thinking about Star Wars there. Oh, it's when um, Luke is like, oh, no, no, Darth Vader's like. Luke, Luke I am yeah, your father. He doesn't actually say that. It's. Yeah. It's, it's just, no, I, I am your father. That's right. That's yeah. right. He never says, Luke, yeah. I am your father. But pe- people, I'm pretty sure, just changed it because in the brain, it's like, Luke, that's who he's talking to. More of his, like, a and for, reference. And for you, you were doing the tricky thing. You yeah, were thinking. Yeah, which one were you thinking of? I was thinking of the beam me up Scotty because they don't he actually never say says, Scotty. Scotty, beam it's, me up Scotty. Yeah, it, that, that line is that. never actually there. Huh. He never once pulls up the, the communicator, bloop, bloop, Scotty, beam me up. It's always never, just beam me up. I mean, after, he never says it. After no. this, how do you take on fake news? Right, <laughs> people? You know? I mean, as I was going through this, I was going, my God. It's you know, just normal pop culture, and we get it wrong. Imagine. I just take everything with a grain of salt. Like, you know, there's a chance that I might be wrong. Yeah, and, this, and that is okay. And th- th- that's one of the reasons why you know fake news can be so prevalent because we're easily fooled with something mm-hmm. that is available. And another thing that the brain really has a problem with is it has a um, a familiarity bi- bi- bias. Bias. Yes. So mm-hmm. the first thing you hear, you're more likely to believe because going forward, it's familiar to your brain. So you're like, oh, no, but this was correct because it feels more familiar. So it's correct. It's a bit also yeah. when, you, when you listen to a song. And if you listen to a song for the first time, the version you hear is the one you'll like right off the bat. And if you hear that first time that song and a week later you hear a different version of that song, you won't like it as much. You're going to prefer that version you originally heard. So this is one of the reasons why I don't do a whole lot of concerts because singing live doesn't sound at all like the one I heard on the radio. And the one I like is the one I heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, God, we could spend an entire day. Yes. We should bring a psychologist. The brain oh. is a fascinating well, thing. <laughs> how, how far along are you in your reading? We don't have to get a psychologist. We've got this lady right here. <laughs> well, I haven't like actually can explain neuro, She can explain neuroscience <laughs> so everybody will understand it. Has anyone, Neuropsychology. Yeah. Has anyone here ever watched uh, Brain Games? No. no. It's on uh, Netflix. Uh, it was on TV, but it is on Netflix now. It's a fantastic show. They're not very long episodes. They're like maybe half an hour, but they're super fun and they teach you about your brain and they also help like mess with your brain because they do little tricks and like show you the pitfalls of your thought. Process. Yeah, that's exactly what they do and like why, like which way is the ballerina spinning or oh, like yeah. a ballerina can what be is, spinning both ways. What's the name of it? Brain games. Brain games. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic show. All right, my dear Kirsten, are you ready for another brilliant moment? Oh, yes. Yes. Brought to you by religion. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Sorry. It was so weird. <laughs> All right, well, End Times broadcaster Rick Wiles closed out his True News program on the 27th by warning that the outbreak of the coronavirus is a plague sent by God to purge the world of sin as the last days approach. I hate religious people. (sighs) First of all, for for our audience... The coronavirus isn't that deadly. Well, yeah. Like, hello, the flu is so much more deadly. Also not caused by the beer. Yes! There's, there's an article with an, there's an insane amount of people apparently that are trying to look up the Corona beer virus. What? Like, no! Because there's Corona beer, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel so sorry just, for Corona beer. Let, let me off this rock. I'm done. I'm done. Oh. I'm done. They're just probably like me. sitting there like, you've got to yeah. be kidding they, me. They've changed your name to Ebola beer. <laughs> Shit. 
have you seen the thing where it says it goes really great with Lyme disease and it's a picture of a lime? <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great joke. That's fantastic. <laughs> I did not come up with it, but it is beautiful. That's a beautiful oh. joke. Um, wrong thing. He made similar wild predictions during the Ebola outbreak and uh, said that spirit bears witness that this is a genuine plague that is coming upon the earth. Spirit bears? And God is about to purge a lot of sin off this planet. Yeah, that he put there. <laughs> spirit what? bears, and then the white bears in the, in the, in the rainforest. He, did he say spirit, spirit bears? Yep. Spirit bears. I think it's like spirit bears. Bears witness, oh, not okay. an actual oh. like bear. Like, oh, like the spirit itself has borne witness to this. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. That makes so much. Not sense. the adorable white bears that we oh, love. I was, I was so afraid it was some kind of a badass care bear. <laughs> I'm a spirit okay, bear. That, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> See, guys, your brain makes. That's wrong right. interpretation. The Mandela effect on the real world. Uh, plagues are one of the last steps of judgment, he warned, saying no, that not. China is a godless communist government, <sighs> and the United States is okay, not well, much not better. Okay, well, not about the communists, <laughs> <No>. but... <laughs> Oy. Look at the spiritual rebellion that is in this country, the hatred of God, the hatred of the Bible, the hatred of righteousness. Uh, the funny thing is, the biggest growth in Christianity today is happening in China. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> oh, just vile, disgusting people in this country now. No. Transgendering little children, perverting them. Sorry, Look what? at the rapes and the sexual immortality. Yeah, by the church. Immorality and the filth on our TVs and our movies. He's just afraid a transgender child might know kung fu and he doesn't. That's all there is. Yeah. So, wow. who does this say? They're claiming the end times. Like, okay, like but usual. That's, that's not new. That's not- no. That's not new. Oh. Actually, we haven't heard an end time prediction in a while there. What, what's, no, we're I just uh, hate when people yeah. like use current news to like just spew fear and uh, hatred. Yeah, Creatures have been doing gross. this forever. We haven't had a so world gross. descending tomorrow at 3 o'clock prediction for a long time. I know, it's been a while. Somebody's not I working. I feel left out. I need, I need, yeah. my pun, my, need to push mm-hmm. my card. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on. the free one. Exactly. <laughs> Moving on. So, we all know about Trump's spiritual advisor, Pastor Paula White. Oh, I hate her so much. Yeah. She wants to put an end to satanic pregnancies. What does that even mean? I don't even know. So much for being (laughs) pro-life. Well, she probably doesn't think it's a life. She's like, oh, that's a demon being born. In a bizarre rant captured by Right Wing Watch, White takes authority over the marine kingdom, the animal kingdom, and all satanic pregnancies that seek to harm Trump or the church. What do you mean? Uh, Sea worlds against Trump? I can understand that. He's a bit of a beach wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Don't degrade whales with the comparison to Trump. No, they're actually lighter. We cancel every surprise from the witchcraft, any spirit of control, any Jezebel. We come against the marine kingdom. We come against the animal kingdom. We break the power in the name of Jesus. We command any satanic pregnancies to miscarry right now. Yeah, but what is a satanic pregnancy? You honestly think they're going to say that? What does she mean? Well, Satan's just going around fucking everything. (laughs) Don't, don't. But like. No, that's Zeus. (laughs) Right? Ugh. Lucian Graves, who's the hit? Oh, oh, she's getting it. She's getting it. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. 
And on that note with Lucian Graves, the Satanic Temple responded. Good. And Graves is the co-founder and spokesperson for the Satanic Temple and wrote an open letter to Paula White. Dear Pastor White, greetings from the Satanic Temple. We were very pleased this weekend to learn that you had recently publicly prayed for God to induce miscarriages and satanic pregnancies. At a time in which Satanists have had to fight desperately to retain their bodily autonomy in the face of increasingly restrictive anti-abortion laws, we are glad that your logic must necessarily lead you, lead you to support unrestricted abortion access for Satanists seeking to end unwanted pregnancies. I am writing to ask you to take a bolder step in, na in the name of your faith and lend your support to our religious reproductive rights campaign, which seeks to invoke religious exemption from abortion restrictions on behalf of Satanists. <laughs> Brilliant and move. After stating a great deal of pertinent facts concerning a woman's right to choose, the letter concludes by thanking White for her support. It was a true relief to all of us at the Satanic Temple to see you in particular defending our healthcare rights as we know that you will put your substantial fortune where your mouth is. You may send a check directly to our headquarters. Well, yeah. That, that has to be oh. one of the epic best responses to nonsense that I've ever read well, in my life. It, 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 it is. It's a great response that we can appreciate. I don't think Paula White's even going to understand. <laughs> no, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and the fact that she doesn't understand it is perfect. Well, yeah, but the, 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 that's the problem. This this is like speaking to the preaching to the choir because we. <laughs> I hate to say this, but you kind of need a certain intellectual level to understand what the hell he's talking about. And I don't think she or her flock really understand that. But I th I think he knew that when he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, this was one hundred percent not written with any serious Since, intent behind yeah. it. Oh, man, fantastic. That was great. It was written so beautiful. I still want to know what a satanic pregnancy is. <laughs> Rosemary's baby. There we go, maybe. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to know in her mind what she was talking yeah. about. It's when you're really horny. Well, like, is horns. it... I, I don't even know. I just, I'm just really curious what she thinks a satanic. Nobody knows is. what she thinks. She's because she, she's not thinking. She just, just, she just spews out. Yeah, they just say words. I just don't want to know. I'm curious. They, yeah. just, they just say words that sound like something, and that's all they do. And then they get a line of applause. Yeah. If I had to take a guess, I would say it's any pregnancy that they don't approve of. Yeah, I, I would actually agree with that. Mm -hmm. Or like pregnancies of like people who are going to, like, oppose him. Oppose Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Babies don't have that kind of political Well, I mean, like, in the future. Because <laughs> she thinks God can, like, perceive the future, so she's like... Yeah, but... She also uh, thinks she can talk to God. It's yeah. interesting that so the babies are either going to be non-Trumpers or Trumpers before they're born. <laughs> she can Usually you can predict it by their yeah. parents. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually how things like that go. Yeah. All right. I mean, there are us outliers, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Jason Hennerfield. I'm excited. So stay with us. I'm Amy with a Y. And I'm Amy with an I. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. Secular Soup. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I, I think you mean Talk Soup, though. It was uh, like a 90s show on E! that would put a whole bunch of Jerry Springer stuff on. That's the one I think you mean. I've never heard of either of these Amy characters with which you refer. Hmm, Amy and Amy. Never heard of such a name. My goodness, for Fox Creek, what is that, like Bill and Ted's Adventures or something? <laughs> Amy and Amy from Secular Soup? No, no, I've never heard of that. Wait, wait, no, that's that porno, Succulent Soup. No, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, with the twins. Yeah. I don't know why parents would name their both their twins Amy. It seems like that could get kind of confusing. But uh, not for the porno. For the porno, it was fine. It didn't even, didn't even matter. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. Grab a bowl and taste the magic. Slurp even this. I'm the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co-hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps, as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism, humanism, and skepticism. Topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy. We often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour. Previous guests include biologist Jerry Coyne, ex-Muslim author Ali Rizvi, philosopher Peter Bogosian, and the late physicist Victor Stanger. You can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatchers such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. somebody seriously represents his belief that Elvis is still alive in a conversation, in, in, on a first date, at a lecture, at a job interview, mm -hmm. uh, he immediately pays a price. Yeah. Yeah. He, he pays a price in ill-concealed laughter. Right. Now, surely you can agree with that. That, that, that is a good thing. Now, he can, now, then he could rattle on about, this is not a scientific claim. Uh, this is a matter of faith. You know, when I look at you, I, I see you might be Elvis. I mean, he, he, could, he could do this. Represents something pretty cool because I think our show kind of rocks. Well, we actually brought in a rocker this time. Oh, we got good. Jason Hannerfield. He's a rocker and songwriter. He's a snappy dresser and a snazzy dresser. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here. You say that now, you might regret that. Well, life is full of regrets, man. It's how you handle it. You know, Jason, you have a very good. Uh, you get you you get to be the first guest on the show that's been nominated for, well, actually, one Canadian Atheist Podcast of the Year. So imagine that. You're the very first I... one. <laughs> appreciate that. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> so, so, Jason, for our show, for our listeners that might not be aware of your work and all that, can, maybe you'll give us a quick bio as to who Jason Hanfield is. Well, I'm just a, a normal everyday guy, you know, working. I, I was a single dad for a while, so I do have two children. They're grown up now. Thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I've been a musician now for almost 45 years 
and uh, you know that's what I do. I, I I like to I like to make music. I like to produce it, um, mix and master it. I've been in the live bands. I've been, I've been a professional musician for ten years, and uh, I have a lot of fun with it. And music is it's not just my hobby; it's my love. That's the- how I like to get my messages across. That's ha- that's my therapy. Or when, if I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling excited, um, my favorite thing in the world to do is play with other musicians that are, you know, just have the same mindset and, and the same caliber of musicianship. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And then, of course, none of this would mean anything without the fans like you guys and the people out there that, that listen to, to music. Support your local band. I certainly can appreciate that. You yourself are an yeah. atheist, and you're using some, some not all your songs, but some of your songs have an atheist flavor to them. Now, if uh, before yeah. we get into all this, maybe we should ask about your apostasy. Were you always, uh, were you always an atheist? Did you come out of the faith? What's the story there? Well, here's the thing. I, I'm actually, I consider myself a baby atheist, but I'm, I'm really cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I am, oh man, let me tell you. Well, and, and the story behind this is just so fantastic. You know, everybody talks about technology and, and this and that. I actually became an atheist because I was just playing around one day and I asked Siri if God existed. And of course, she gave me back some snappy answer like, well, I'm not a human being. So I really can't answer that. You could, anyone who owns an iPhone, go ahead and ask Siri if God exists. <laughs> so, so then, when, I, of course, I didn't like her answer. Um, I, told, I told her to search the web. And the first video that popped up was William Lane Craig versus Christopher Hitchens. Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll make an atheist out and of you. I, <laughs> I was at I was at work that day and I started listening to this around lunch. I worked in the warehouse. I could have the headphones. No one was around to disturb me. I was doing my thing. And literally by two thirty in the afternoon I walked into my boss's office and said, I gotta go home now. <laughs> I'm having literally, literally after 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 that, you know, that that debate, I realized that I have been wasting a lot of time with this. Because I was actually my family um, interesting story, and I'll make it really short. I have a Jewish side of my family, very, very Jewish. We, we are uh, Asganovsky Jews. We come from Russia. Okay. Okay, somehow um, my grandfather was actually a German Jew in Germany before the, um, before the Second World War, before the Nazis. Wow. And he actually, they actually got out of Germany and came to the States. Okay, uh-huh. and, and my grandfather... Uh, he married a woman that he met from Cuba, of all places. You know, her last name was Martinez. Oh, wow. And um, he, be- he and then he joined the military to go back to fight the Germans. And But his whole side of the family, because my grandmother, may she rest in peace, she, uh, she told my grandfather, well, I'm not going to be a, a, a Jew. You have to be a Roman Catholic. And he said, okay. <laughs> now, my parents raised me as a Lutheran, Protestant. Okay. So my father used to read, you know, he used to read parts of the Bible to me. And, of course, I, I was young and, and very malleable and, 
you know, I, I never really gave it much thought. I just thought that, okay, this is history. This is what happened. And, you know, I never, I never once thought about like, well, well, wait a minute, you know, there's something wrong here. And, and, but again, leading up to that point where I had, when I watched that video with William Lake Craig and Christopher Hitchens, and then I said, okay, wait a minute, there's gotta be arguments on both sides. And so after a number of years of watching debates, reading, reading a bunch of books, and then actually just taking the time to, to figure out, okay, how, what are my feelings on this? I decided that I am atheist for the simple reason that I cannot defend the position of a, 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 a supernatural being known as a god. I can't do it. I can't do it without presuppositional fallacies or inference that just imagines the, the 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 resulting inference leads to n absolutely nothing that there's evidence for whatsoever. Here, here, preach, my friend, preach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's very interesting. And, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I, I I honestly have to say the best argument they have is the teleological argument. But again, we're smashing that argument to smithereens every day, and you have to make a choice. If I can't. You know, it's one thing to infer to something that actually exists that you have evidence for, mm -hmm. you know, but it's one thing to infer to the supernatural or the, meta or the metaphysical that you have no evidence for and think that you have some basis in authority. It just, it makes absolutely no sense to me. No, I totally so agree. I can't, I can't do it. I, I totally agree. I, the teleological argument, by the way, is uh, for those uh, listeners that might not understand, is they infer essentially that God exists because of the order Are that, you they, that they find, the order that you find in nature, if you wish. They're basically oh saying, "Oh my gosh!" They're, they're basically saying, <laughs> if the universe had been created by itself, there would not be such order. It yeah, would I, be... I, I recently had a debate with a fella, and he told me that the fine tuning of the universe you know, infers the existence of a God. Wow. And I'm like, well, let me ask you a simple question. Why would a God need to fine-tune anything? Why can't a God just create a universe? So I said, was God just happening by when our universe exploded at the Big Bang? And he said, oh, wait, I got to get my hands around this so I can fine-tune it so that there could be life. And they, and they said, well, you know, the, 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 the number of the, the chance that life being, you know, um, you know, being in the universe is, is too high. It's too high. I'm like, listen, <laughs> okay, the universe is not fine-tuned for life. No, life it is, is fine-tuned for the universe. Yes. Period. Exactly. exactly. That's it. That's the only way it can be. No, and it's a, it's, a, it's a very valid argument. And kudos for you to make it to make that argument very uh, coherent and good for for people. Also, I hate the uh, the argument when they always say, you know, uh, why is there something? Well, why, why makes you yeah. think that nothing is the default state? Maybe having something right. is the default state. Why would you infer all of a sudden that there has to be nothing as a default state? So, though, anyway, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and cute, two hours. Oh, I can sum that up in one sentence. By all means. Why is there something? Because nothing is not a natural state. There we go. And, and Lawrence, Krauss, Lawrence Krauss can answer that more fully than I can. Nothingness. In the sense that theists think of nothingness in the universe, physics destroys that. Quantum physics destroys that. The nothing that you're thinking of, it, it's, it's not a natural state. 
That's why there's something. But what you what you're not what you can't do is put something before that something, so that it be to make something. You can't you can't in, infer the supernatural when you have absolutely no evidence for it. You, you know what? And, you, and no matter what no matter what the numbers say, those numbers prove that yes, there is a chance of it happening. But it's not it it happens. We're here. You know, I only need one example, and unfortunately, yeah, it sucks that we only have the one example of, of our lives being in the universe, but, you know, maybe someday we'll find other life in the universe and, and see how, they, how that sits with the sea. You know, Jason, you just destroyed my entire image of what a rocker, hardcore rocker is, because you, you're way too brilliant for this. Hey, I was, I was kind of hoping you'd be saying, man, I'm going to go out there and party with beer. But no, he's yeah, out there making theological arguments. That's country singers. Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I, always thought it would, I always thought it would be a great idea to start even a Facebook page uh, that specifically pinpoints arguments against theistic claims. For example, the the the, the uh, teleological argument, or the cosmological argument, or the the argument from morals, and uh, that's another favorite mm -hmm. of mine. You know, it, yeah. it's 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 amazing how how much of this stuff constantly gets repeated by theists, especially even on Facebook, yes. or you know, on or, or on Twitter or any other places. They keep using these same old arguments. You know, and, and it's just like these have been smashed already by people who are ten times smarter than I'll ever be. Yeah, you know. And the, the one, the moral, the the moral argument really, really burns me up. I I still don't understand. You know, the, this whole objective morality thing. They don't seem to realize that the only reason we have this set of morality is because of what we are as a social species. If, if, for example, yeah. we were, instead of being a social species of primate, if our, pri our, our, our species had evolved to be very individual, like tigers, tigers don't acclimate in group, yeah. we'd have an entirely different set of morals. You know, killing yeah. another per person may not be such a big deal for a tiger at that point. Because, you know, it doesn't really, because they're, 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 they're solitary creatures. When you live in a group right. as a social species, killing another person is a big deal. So I, I even put in the, the argument that what if an alien species comes and lands here? Would they really look at this as objective morality? It's it's so so much bullshit. It's so, yeah. it's so <laughs> and they can't see it. It is. I, I, my favorite thing to do, you know, like I said, I'm all my game is always to streamline the epistemology. Mm -hmm. So if I have a theist telling me, well, there are objective morals. Then I ask them kindly, well, can you give me an example of an objective moral? Ooh, yeah. yeah. They'll give you okay. something rape. Usually oh. they'll, say things, they'll say something like, well, you, um, thou shalt not kill. That's objective yeah. moral. But, okay, that, fine. Is it really an objective moral, though? Nah. Because, uh, or Not always. <laughs> the, the, well, you know, sure. I mean, if you look up the if you look up the definition of what an objective moral is, uh, I forget what it says at this point. But the, let me get to the point I'm trying to make. Morals come from people living in a society. Yeah. Okay, and the reason why that is is because it's not about what I want. It's about what you know. It's it's about what when you're forced to live with other people. You have to experience the moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. If you're getting your morals from a, a book or a god, your morals are become 
arbitrary, just like that God who doesn't believe in any other God, because he's a God. And once your morals become arbitrary, you become amoral. You are not engaging in the moral dilemma. So let, let's if take... That, does that make any sense? I mean, well, it, it, yeah. Yeah. To, to me, to, to me it, it's easy for a theist to say, well, you know, it, um, you're moralist because you're, all of your morals are, are subjective. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why my morals are subjective is because I'm not, I'm not basing my morals on my preference. I'm basing my morals on what's going to be good, for, better for everybody else, not including me. Well, you know, you know, we seem to realize that even on a societal level, our quote-unquote objective morality is subjective to the society, right? You don't seem to realize. Yeah, of course that it is. You, we, yeah, you're not supposed to kill a person, but if we're going to war against the bad guys in Nazi Germany, yeah, we're killing a whole bunch of people there. So you know, yeah, we yeah. decided a society that was fine to kill Nazis. So, so it's subject. Your objective morality just became subjective all of a sudden mm-hmm. because you need yeah. you, the situation change. They don't seem to understand that. So anyway, let's take a quick pause here and uh, we'll uh, we'll play one of your songs. This one is called Epistemology. Uh, what can you tell about yeah. tell us about that song? Well, the, the, I had I had uh, I had read a, a it was a, a book actually. Um, let me let me see if I can look at. I think it's called Street Epistemology. I forget the author's name. You may be familiar with it. Um, and let me see if I have Andrew a uh, if I okay. could pop it up Andrew. here for a second. What's his name? Street Epistemology. Oh, you mean uh, uh, yeah, Street Epistemology was yeah. the name of the name of the book. Is it um, Anthony Peter, Peter, Peter Bogosian. Oh, Peter Bogosian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not the guy who but a manual. Yeah, it's called a manual yeah. for creating atheists. Yeah, yes. that's that's Peter's that's, book, but it's Anthony that has taken that to the streets and, yes. and written Anthony more Magnabasco, about. Anthony yeah. yeah, yeah, Pete, exactly. Yeah, Pete. Pete's been up here. Um, a, a couple of times, and and we we know him, we love him, and then Anthony, you know, took um, took over, really working the street level uh, of a piece. So we love both of them. Yeah, yeah, I, and so I, I took the inspiration from reading that book and, and, and just um, my, my own personal feelings. So if you listen to the song, I'm very, very straightforward about what I'm talking about. And, and it, you know, I thought, it, I, thought I um, you know, put, it, put the pieces together into a great hard-rocking atheist-themed song. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So let's take a quick pause and let's play that for our listeners. We'll be right back.
And now that was uh, epistemology. So uh, yeah, that was a very interesting song for sure. And like you said, you certainly uh, don't have your tongue in your pocket for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite lines from the song is um, now you know where where they're they're literally selling you this idea of a god because all it is is a claim. It's nothing more than a claim that they get from a book. And I'm constantly arguing with theists about their basis in, in authority. Mm-hmm. Because without that basis in authority, they have no basis in morality, no basis in, in a designer. There's no basis in a creator. There's none of it there. It's, it's just this hollow-out idea that never gets past. The only place God manifests itself is in the minds that think it. I oh, agree. man, there's a T-shirt that, there's, for me. That's a meme for the yeah. Yeah. A, ho- a hollow idea that manifests itself in the mind. Yeah. That is totally, absolutely correct. So I, is that one of your earlier um, songs, Jason, or was that fairly recent? Uh, no, that song, I, I'm, I'm, not to, I'm not sure as far as the date. It might be, it might be a couple of years um, old right now, like maybe uh, three, like two or three years old. That's okay. The, the, you can of course find you can of course find my my, my newer stuff is the 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 different topics. I have I have a slow a really nice slow more recent tune that I did. Um, it's uh, and it's called Angel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know that song does have it has some it has a line in there where you know uh, you know I'm not really you know I'm not doing anything interesting today, so the gods aren't paying attention. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it's a pretty cool tune, you know. But it, it's, you know, I didn't consider really it, it, to be one of my more straightforward atheistic theme songs, like like uh, this this last one. Uh, so all these songs can be found on your SoundCloud page. You just go to Jason Hannerfield, and you'll find all that there. Like he said, he's the guy who looks like a reject of ZZ Top. That's awesome, <laughs> uh, Jason. The cool thing about SoundCloud is. If you love the song or absolutely hate it, you can, um, you know, leave a remark on my page. Unlike some theistic videos on YouTube that you can't make comments on, mm-hmm. I welcome your comments, whether they're good or bad. Fantastic. Mm. Jason, what do you think the role of the artist is? Uh, in, uh, I mean, there's a lot of intellectuals in the atheist movement, and there's a lot of, you know, scientists, intellectuals, and all that. There's not a whole lot of artists, or, you know, if there is, you know, we don't hear about them a whole lot. Do you, do you really think that the, the artists have a lot, or should have a lot to say about such a hot debate? Absolutely. I mean, if, you know, any, any, anything, that, anything that helps the... Uh, um, get the point across in the society that we live in mm-hmm. absolutely the artist should harp on that and it's a let me tell you something it's, it's a dangerous thing because you know you may not be appreciated for doing that so many artists um you know they get they get ridiculed for things that they sing or or, or say but if no one's doing it like uh, a, a good example of this is you know why do i have to get my straight up news from comedians because yeah. comedians are the only ones who are, are allowed to give you straight up news under the guise of comedian or it's comedy. Yeah. You know, so yeah. instead of actually like, oh, wow, that's really messed up, we'll just all laugh about it. You know, but guess what? You know, what he's, this comedian or this artist, musician is actually saying is the truth. 
Now, do you feel? Do you feel? You know, like, maybe that's exactly what's the, the, the problem here because we're talking about two different kind of languages here. I think. I think when you talk in the, the realm of scientists and all that, they talk about intellectual. You know, mm-hmm. it's very logical and all that. But the artist represents the emotional side of an equation, and I think you know yeah. when you're talking to believers, that's what the, that's their anchor to their God. It's it's the emotional aspect of it, and I think I think you guys, you artists, actually have probably the inside track if you give the, forgive the metaphor here, as to how to speak to these people. Well, you know, it's no accident that religious groups have hymns yeah. and songs. I mean, it, 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 they have to. That's, that's part of, of what, what cements the intellectual yeah. or bypasses the ridiculous. It's going right straight to the heart and to the emotions. Well, yeah, art speaks to people in, a, in ways that scientists and intellectuals don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think people like Jason and his work is extremely important for that. What do you think, Jace? Well, absolutely. I mean, look, the, the the one thing that really you know really just blows my mind is is how all of a sudden every atheist on the planet is now a Vulcan. We're completely emotionless. We have like like all of a sudden I I can't I can't watch a a good rom com. You know that that maybe makes references to God. I mean, I I don't get it. It's it's like it's like sitting a theist down and saying you're not going to like Star Trek or you're not going to like Star Wars because it's all science fiction. You know, it, it's just it's 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 insanity yeah. to think that there's no emotion. You know, in, in an atheist because we may not believe that the same thing that you do. No, we're very passionate about it. I love you know this argument like oh life has no meaning because you have no supreme being above you. Well, guess what? Life means so much more to me now because I only have one. It's yeah. a once around. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think you guys are on the verge of being able to speak to to uh the believers and slowly but surely, you know, bring them to reason. I mean, uh, even when you, you you look at the the, the majesty of, of space, for example, you know, artist renditions of what goes on and the pictures and the beauty of it is what appeals to the public, not the mathematical equations. Right, exactly. Because, you know what, I mean, you should be able to, you know, offer your argument straightforwardly and, and, and in layman's terms, so to speak. I mean, it's, you know, and that's what I try to do. I, I, I don't try... The, when I'm in a debate on Facebook, I hate posting, you know, videos to go to about this or this is what this scientist said. Unless it comes down to that, you know, it, it's I, I much prefer to try to use, you know, my my feelings and 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 how uh, and, and my straightforward answers that I've come to on my own to try to to, to see if that's enough to begin the the other person who I'm debating with to to think of to see things in a, in a little bit different way and I expect that to them whenever I approach a debate I approach it in the way it should be approached I am ready to accept the fact that I may be wrong mm-hmm. but again you know I have a, a criteria that has to be met uh, I, I love the question of well what evidence would convince you that a god exists and I tell them I don't know because you can't you can't describe what a god is. Just you picture it as this timeless, spaceless, uh, you know, uh, transcendent being. Well, what does that mean? You know, what can I expect from this being? You yeah, know, it's more than that. Because they, that, that, that yeah, being, it, it's, it's, it's you know, re- religion is vague as far as its understanding of God. 
so I always say, well, then you're agnostic because you don't know anything about it. And that, and then all of a sudden, oh, I believe. And well, no, really, the both of us. You know, I, like people ask me, well, what am I? I'm, I'm atheist, but in the end, it's what it really comes down to is agnosticism because you, I can't literally say there is no God. I can't say that. It's not logically correct. No, Just I, so, as much as they, they shouldn't be able to say, well, there is one. Well, if there is one, then give me, give me your proof. Well, I can't because it's metaphysical or supernatural. And then at that point, it's just like, well, then I'm sorry. You know, you're, you're, I'm perfectly fine with you having a personal God, but once you try to manifest your God beyond that point, you're going to have a hard time. No, and to also answer your question as to, you know, what would convince you of uh, the, the existence of a God, in the description of their, their own God, he's omniscient and omnipotent. So you don't need to know. That God apparently knows what he would need to do to convince you. Right. So then the question, well, why, then, why doesn't he? Yeah, of course, the, the God may, but, that, that, but how does the person who's telling you about the God know anything about it whatsoever? No. They, how did they know? They don't. They make it up. No, they can't. They, they can't possibly. And if they claim that they do then they're, they're either indoctrinated to the point that they don't understand what they're talking about, or they're straight up lying to you. That's right, that's right. Jason, um, as an American, and living in New York and all that, when you look at the future of atheism... No, I think he's in New Jersey. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, New Jersey. Close, close that's okay. Sometimes I, I, I feel I was, like I still I live in New trying, York. <laughs> I was trying to save your reputation, okay, Jason? I was trying to... For the audience, he's in not in day. Jersey. He's in New York. Okay, guys, New York. Yeah, Doug, dude, don't be selling, don't be selling my my New York street creds away. <laughs> as, as as an American, Jason, when you look at uh, the future of atheism, are you? <laughs> what the hell was that? We're being watched, apparently. Jason, you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. We we just had to go through a toll booth, and the, the government made sure that I only still have two bathrooms in my house. But go ahead. <laughs> so Jesus Christ, I thought he was kidnapped by aliens ever. Right? I'm like, wow. <laughs> Apparently, we're not alone. Okay, to answer, the, yeah. to answer the question, like I said, as an American, and you look at the future of atheism in your country and your political state that you guys are in with Mango Mussolini, are you positive or are you negative about the future? Um, of course, I'm positive. Look, a, a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're, they, we're, we're living in the next renaissance. And I love the scene from Star, Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country, with Kirk is trying to save the, uh, the, the Klingon fellow there, the, the, their representatives uh, who's dying. And he knows that someone from his own is trying to assassinate him. And he's, don't let it end this way. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, and it, it takes you to that point where you're like, we're going to have the hardest time living in it. That's all of, all of this in this fighting between back and forth between atheists and, and theists. If, if you haven't noticed that the theists have upped their game, you're not paying attention. Yeah. And especially as we come out, especially as we discover new sciences, especially in quantum physics, they're right there on top of it to, to cherry pick every, the things that they like, the things that are still vague enough to point to the God that they believe in, while we're still struggling with just trying to get those answers that are going to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to see the push to, you know, to keep science in our schools. I'm not happy at all when I hear that you know, Trump is allowing you know, schools 
you know, it's one thing to teach about the religions of the world in school, but if you're going to indoctrinate children into a specific religion, it's, it's unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to me that a Muslim child should have to go to a public school and sit there and listen to the story only about Jesus Christ. That's not fair, and it, that's not what secular society is for. We're there to, to, to you know, we're, America is a melting pot. If, if you've forgotten that message, then you're, you're not paying attention. You know, and, and I, I feel very strongly, especially when it comes to public schools and all this religious stuff. I mean, how lazy do theists have to be that you can't even teach this stuff at home to your own children? You want the public schools now to teach it? I mean, give me a break. Why should I have to pay my tax dollars for it when Hobby Lobby turns around and says they're not going to pay for contraceptives for their employees? I mean, give me a break. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening, but this is, this is religion infiltrating our government as it always has tried to do, and it's getting worse. So we have to fight against that. And the more kids that are growing up in a world where they realize they don't have to listen to this story and, and just accept it, they can make, decide on their own, then we're, you know, because we're at the front lines right now in the beginning of all of this, really. I mean, this only started back in, what, the 2000s and the, the Four Horsemen came out with all of their books and they really pushed everything forward and told everybody, look, it's okay not to believe. You can say this out loud. Mm -hmm. But even today, there are still people who will lose their lives if they come out. Yeah, that's You know, maybe not so much in America. In America, yeah, you'll lose your family, maybe some friends. That's a hard thing to go through. But imagine those people, those Muslims, you know, or those Buddhists in, in other countries where, I mean, it's almost, it, it's the, the idea of not believing is still so sacrilege that they will kill you for it. It's, you know, we are going to have the hardest time living in it. And that's what we're doing. But so you got to, you know, you got to be strong. This is not an easy thing to come to. It's not an easy thing to preach. And it's, and it's very, very difficult. But. You know, you don't have to. I'm very lucky in the sense that, you know, my father, he's, he's already passed on. But I do live with my mom, who's, I've broken her down from a Roman Catholic. I've got her now to a, she's a theist, at least, which I can work with, you know. <laughs> Best of luck with that, my friend. Best of luck with that. Yeah. So, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Um, before we let you go, uh, a couple of things. Uh, if people want to find out more about your work and all that, where can they reach you? They can reach me on Facebook. Uh, just type in Jason Hannafeld. And, and again, there's another Jason Hannafeld. Uh, he's a young fellow. You want the guy that's old, more old and decrepit looking that looks like a Trump supporter, but he's definitely not. <laughs> and, of course, your SoundCloud page, uh, Jason right. Hannafeld as well. You'll find all the tracks there. Fantastic. Uh, Jason, um, uh, we're going we're gonna to end the show with uh, your, another one of your songs called Blood of Mercy. You want to give us a quick, uh, uh, a quick bio quickly on uh, what the Blood of Mercy was all about? Yeah, that's, that's just a, a testing of the waters. Um, uh, finally, the idea of, you know, I wanted to do a, a song with an atheistic theme that was a hard rocker. And um, pretty much it's, you know, what I'm trying, the message I'm trying to get across is that um, there's this blood of mercy. There's no God, especially the Bible, especially the God of the Bible. He did. I love when people say that this God is filled with love, filled with mercy, filled with forgiveness. And I have this, this thing where I, 
I don't think that this God has any human virtues. We get to, those are human virtues, love and forgiveness and mercy. People project this onto this absent phantom to try to prop it up because that's what a God is. A God is supposed to be a supreme being. It's supposed to be above you. Mm-hmm. Now, as a theist, it's easy to think that way, and that you know you have to try to aspire to be this thing. But you know what? If you read the Bible, it's all there in black and white. This God shows no examples of mercy, no examples of love, no examples of forgiveness. And if he had any of those virtues before any of this stuff was written, I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. He had to drown the world yeah, sure and is. everything in it except for nine people. That, is he showing mercy? Is he showing forgiveness? Is he, I mean, is that even thoughtfulness? I, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I could go on and on about this, but just remember this little clip. All of the virtues that he has put on there, absent phantoms, they're all stolen from us. This is how we emerge um, through evolution and through moral evolution to come to the situation that we're in now, living in a society with many people where we have to judge uh, not only uh, our actions and be responsible for our own actions, but how they affect and the, and the consequences that those actions are experienced by the others that we live in society with. It's just that simple. It is that simple. Thank you so much, Jason, for being with us today. But before I let you go, i got to have you say, Hi, this is Jason Hannafield, and I took a left at the valley. Hey, this is Jason Hannafield, and I took a left at the valley. And that was Jason Hannafield. He's great. Rocker. We have some cool guests. Once in a while, we have some musical ones. He's cool. He's got the intellectual and the rocker. Man, what a combination. He's, yeah, yeah he, he's great. He, he's not just a pretty face. Uh, no. He can to- totally do that. And I, I really love the fact that, you know, <laughs> the image you have of a rocker like that is more of a guy, you know, that he's smoking, he's drinking, he's partying, you know, and you, you talk to a guy like Jason, and all of a sudden he's talking about street epistemology here and theological arguments, and you're looking, holy crap, hold on a second. <laughs> hey, some guys can do two things at I'm once. really not. He at can this, multitask. Yeah, at this point I'm really not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't judge a book by its cover. No, absolutely. Don't judge a book yeah. by, by its cover. So uh, look up uh, Jason Hannafield on his uh, uh, SoundCloud page is where you'll find uh, his tracks. And uh, you'll find uh, a lot of interesting, interesting tracks. They're not all atheist-style tracks. He, do, he does uh, sing about a wide variety of subjects. But he's certainly an artist to discover for all of us music lovers out there. Perfect. All right, moving on. Well, that's it. That's the end of our show. Thank you so much for guest Jason Hannafield. Not Hannafield, like he keeps saying, like an idiot. I'm sorry, Jason. It's okay, Kevin. We all still love you. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Thank you, listener, for being with us today. Uh, You can find us at leftedvalley.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LATV Podcast. You can send us an email at leftedvalley at outlook.com. You can send your complaints to Nancy on the ground floor. Beware the incoming grenade. Uh, you can give us a five-star review where you find us. It helps us and helps others find the show. Or you can become a patron yeah. like our friend uh, Freethinker215 and Adrian. And you get a lot of behind-the-scenes that you'll get to hear during the normal show. You can hear more about my horrible life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up. But it's an award-winning Exactly. It's an award-winning. Yeah, exactly. because after all, we are the We are now an award-winning show. Yeah. I know, right? It's like... 
take that secular soup. Yeah, of now, course. We're, now we've got a what standard. What award have you had? What They're going to make their own award for themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They probably will. Okay, so coming up next week, we'll have Dave Warnock, and he's the guy that's suffering with ALS. He's dying, he's an atheist, and we're going to be listening to his very, very powerful story. So that's going to be interesting. And we'll have Chris Shelton as well, from we'll be dis- discussing Scientology. Our old friend Thomas Westbrook is coming back. Nice. And he'll be there at the end of February, and as well... Oops, sorry. And uh, let's see. And our, do- our old friend, Dr. Ben Davis, also oh, returns. Uh-oh. And we'll be talking about the problem with pseudoscience. And for March the 7th, we're going to put to rest once and for all this prank war with Uh-oh. Secular Soup with a couple of very special guests that I am not naming. Oh. Amy, Amy, <laughs> I will accept your surrender now. And I will avoid the humiliation that is coming your way. If you're listening, if you don't, March 7th is going to be your downfall. Uh oh. It's going to be the master show from Left of the Valley that will for sure cement us as a praying master in this war. Now, now you got to design something that lives up to all no, the No, hype, it's already know. designed. It's oh. already designed. The plans oh. are in the works. Oh. The machine is turning. Uh-oh. If Amy and Amy surrender now, I will stop the machine. That little if, hamster is running, working really yeah, hard. Really, really hard. Oh. So, anyway, uh, thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Oh, you know what? I'm going to quit the, our music here because, after all, we're going to end with Blood of Mercy from Jason Hanifield. Great. And her film. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry, Jason. Thank you, guys. Until next time. <laughs>